podcast today my guest is my great grand uncle narsimhan whom we lovingly call shamu tata he now lives in seattle usa he has worked as a civil engineer in india jordan and baghdad he was involved in the construction of large steel plants for people who know bangalore He was involved in the construction of Ravindra Kala Kshetra and Town Hall. Hi, Shamu Tata. Welcome to my show. Thank you, Vinod. I had seen many of your shows, and I'm very, very pleased. I'm very happy to join your show. Thank you. So, Shamu Tata, I'm curious to know when your name is Narsimhan. Why do people call you Shamu? Well, that is also my fun, uh, and I was all the time thinking how my Shamu name was changed. I think my mother changed the name just to shorten this one. I think you know you can ask your Shrimati Party; she will be able to tell you better. Okay, I'll ask her when I when I call her. Yeah, you ask her. Okay, which name do you like better? I like Shamu. better because i know to you all of you people shamu so i like that thing can you tell me about your early days studying in bangalore and why you chose to study civil engineering see i studied all my studies were in bangalore i did my high school there only then after completing my intermediate i joined sj polytechnic and did my civil engineering job to come to civil engineering my elder brother well we call as anaya kota mama he was responsible and he encouraged me to take civil engineering and i completed my engineering course there how was it going to school did you walk did you bicycle in those days we never had bus or any this one we used to walk the distance right from my primary school that is when of uh, your age i used to walk to my school which is around 4 to 5 miles away from the house so there were no other communications so we had to depend only on our walk were there many engineers in the family or were you the only one at that time at that time i was my brother was in here and next was myself No one else was there. You were involved in the construction of an industrial plant in Kudremukh, which gets a lot of rainfall. Can you tell me a little more about that job? See, the Kudremukh project. It was an iron ore project. In olden days, it was found that it had got very rich iron ore, and any of the people they wanted to start exporting the iron ore from there but the unfortunate thing is it had lot of earth content that in the earth so they used to take the iron ore wash it and 
that liquid they used to pump it to mangalore and there they used to make it into the briquette and it was sent but later they found that it was causing lot of environmental problem and the supreme court stopped that one but as you asked me the construction is one we of we were offered to construct uh, uh, and there we constructed the as you have said there were a lot of rain yes the average rainfall in a year was 8 meters 8000 mm wow that's a lot that's a lot definitely the uh, average rain will start in month of may or june and end by october november so when you take the number of days there it used to work out 6 to 8 inches of rain every day but the project was to be completed in time so the government offered us extra money to complete the project so we used to give extra labor extra money to the laborers and then we used to work in the train we were all had our raincoat a gumboot everything and major problem was there is leeches and if you cannot walk without proper shoes and we used to and my house was very close to the river also and at the back of our house there was thick forest and we could see bison snakes everything and pratima and travina they were going to the school in that in the primary school they joined the life was very difficult but it was quite interesting did you ever get bitten by any leeches um, yeah many time but uh, you know we had to carry some uh, lime and put it over that and we used to use them it was very common what was your role in the construction i was the uh, in charge of the civil construction work i was in charge of there i was the chief engineer there at that time you are one of the first people in the family to work outside india what made you choose to do that and how was it see while i was working in kudumuk the project was almost completed at that time one fine morning i got a call from my head office which was at delhi and i went the my managing director said you have got a challenging job we have got a contract of construction of a university building in baghdad you have to go there i said okay so i took the challenge then after few days my passport and everything was made and i was given along with me some 12 to 13 workers also came but as the baghdad was iraq was in fight with iran there was a fighting going on and there was no direct flight from new delhi to baghdad so we had to go to another city called kuwait that's also in uh, arab country we had to go to kuwait by air and from kuwait to baghdad we had to travel by road it is 700 kilometers from airport to baghdad the roads were not so good 
on either side of the road we used to see sand dunes because it was a desert and the temperature used to be up to 45 to 50 degrees centigrade and so after one day we reached baghdad how was it in baghdad did you have to learn the language there to communicate the language that was not a problem because we were not directly because all the laborers we had taken from india only so our communication with the local people was not there and to other their engineers and all those things they used to talk good uh, english so our uh, language was english communication language what was the project you were doing in baghdad in baghdad we were constructing baghdad university buildings that was for the students we used to construct the hostels and quite a large project it was and we were constructing around 64 blocks that means students for 900 students we were constructing the accommodation the construction was not so easy because in baghdad the temperature used to go up to 50 degrees 50 beyond 50 also sometimes beyond 50 degrees and we had to work so what we used to do is we used to start our work 5 o'clock in the early morning go up to 9:30 or 10 o'clock and stop the work and again at 4 o'clock in the evening we used to start our work and go up to 10 10:30 or 11 o'clock because the steel reinforcement you know the steel reinforcement the bar and other things with the construction it used to get so hot it was not able to touch them it was to become so hot so just to avoid that we used to work during early mornings and in the evenings wow were you building on the sand in the desert or in the city where there was no sand no it was uh, the existing there was a university building and it was inside baghdad uh, town in the city of baghdad so and the area of course was full of sand so we had to drive piles and then do it back then there was no internet or other faster means of communications how did you keep in touch with your family and friends back home Ah, uh, what a nice question! Because the country was in war, so there cannot be an internet, no communications. So there was no internet, nothing to to call our daily office or our house. We had to go to the post office, wait there for hours together, and sometimes we may get it or we may not get the lines. We used to get connection, but. the time that was allotted only 3 minutes just 3 minutes per call so we had to call in 3 minutes come over this one so then we found it was very difficult then we had another alternative so people who were traveling back and forth from baghdad to delhi we used to send all our letters to them and they used to carry that go to the delhi stamp them and post it 
And even our houses, we used to get our letter to our head office, Delhi, and from there, it is to be transported. Wow, that's a long flight just to post one letter. Yes, 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 yes. Just one letter may take 10 days, 15 days, maybe a month even. Nowadays, it's so easy to communicate with your phone or, or computer. Earlier, it must have been very hard. Yeah, it was. It was very hard. Now it is very easy. Now I'm talking to you. We are thousand miles away from each other, but we are talking. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Zoom. Thanks to the communications. Thanks to the development. From Baghdad, you went to Jordan. What took you there? You know, our Baghdad work, I want to tell you something about the Baghdad. Baghdad, you see, there is a very misconception that it was uncomfortable, people were all scared and other things. It was not like that. Baghdad was very safe. And we were about 200 engineers and about 1,500 to 1,600 workers. We all used to have our own camp there and we had provided mess, food and everything to the engineers. And even our life was good because there, uh, the uh, food, food items like rice, atta and all things were very cheap. Even the clothes were very cheap. And it was quite safe. And a lady can walk at 12 o'clock in the night without any fear. Wow, because whenever I think about that, I think about the war. It is wrong, this one that been communicated to the people, but it was very comfortable and very, very. So I'll tell you a small thing. Be our salary, whatever we were getting, 75% of our salary used to go to our banks in India, and we were allowed to draw only 25% of our salary in Iraqi dinars and to spend that, which was much more sufficient for us. We had to have a comfortable life with the 25%. Were you there during the Gulf War? Yes, we were in the Gulf War. And, you know, sometimes in the dead of the night, we used to hear a blast. A big bomb used to fall somewhere close to our houses. But we were fortunate there was no uh, accidents or any We have seen many of the bombs falling close to our house. And our house was close to the river. It was a river called Tigris. So we were very close to that. How did Pratima Anti go to school? She must have been very scared. No, no. They were very, very uh, brave. <laughs> to be. Their schools were run by the uh, government of India. That is, the embassy of India used to run those schools. It was central schools. And Pratima and Praveena, both of them were going to the school and they had their own vehicle and they were attending the school. So there was no problem for the education. And they had the central syllabus. What you have, what syllabus, so the central schools, 
the same syllabus they were following. And Raja Uncle also was working with me. Yeah, he told us how he worked over there. I interviewed him. Oh, yeah. I know. I remember. I remember that. After working, when I was working in Iraq, at the, the job was almost completed. At that time, we got a job in Amman, Jordan. Amman is the capital city of Jordan. So we got a job of construction of roads and the bridges. So 1986, I went to Jordan and I worked up to 1990. There also, the American embassy used to run the school to the American standards. Pratima and Trivina, both of them, they were going there. They completed their high school studies there. And Jordan is a wonderful place. Amman is a wonderful city. Did Raja Tata learn how to build all the roads and bridges in Amman? Yes, yes, yes. He learned like in Amman, then went to U.S. to start his company. Correct, correct. He went for higher studies there. He studied there. Then he started his own company and started constructing roads and bridges there. Raja Tata said that you were one of the best bosses and everybody loved you. Oh, that is their greatness. From Jordan, you came back to Bangalore and then you worked in Bangalore. Of all the countries that you have lived in, which is your favorite? My favorite is Amman, Jordan. I want to tell you something about Jordan. Jordan is a very small country and it is ruled by the king. And it has wonderful sites and all those things. And there is a place called Petra. It's like what a very old civilization. And then Jaraj, where the Roman civilization is there. And other interesting thing is there is a place called Dead Sea. You have seen all the seas. You have seen sea there? Yeah, yeah, I have. You have seen. You see, the whole world is the ground level is either at the sea level or above the sea level. But yeah. in the Dead Sea, the area is 450 feet below the sea level. When you say Bangalore is 3,000 feet, eh? that means it is 3,000 feet above the sea level. And whereas Madras, the sea level is at 10 feet or 15 feet. I don't know about uh, uh, your uh, place, how far, how it is. It's on. it's on sea level. It has got water. The density of water is less than one. And if you fall in the water, you will drown or you will sink. But in this, a man will not sink, he will be floating. Because... The temperature density is more than one, 1.25. So if somebody by accident or falls and they want to swim, you will be floating. You cannot drown because the water is very salty. It is 101.25% more salty 
than the salt one, uh, density. And the salt content is more than 12%. So the moment you go into the sea and come out, you can see white patches on your skin. That is the deposit of salt. And another one interesting thing is, by the side of the sea, even though we call it the sea, it's a lake, a big lake, thousand days worth, there were hot springs. The water used to come from the ground. It used to be boiling. And it is called sulfur springs. And it had got medicinal value. People with the skin diseases, they could go and take bath there. Did you ever float in the Dead Sea? Yeah, once or twice we went there. We all have gone there. You have worked in different countries. How was construction in each place? Construction was more or less same, but only thing is, it was more mechanized. In India, it is more labor oriented because we were not having much of missionary. So there we used to engage manual labor. But in these countries, manual labor is very expensive. So we had to have missionaries to do the work. And were you involved in any construction of digging tunnels? Yes, but not much. It was, we did a tunnel in Kudramuk. It was only just a 200 meters tunnel, not much. What are your hobbies? I don't have much of hobbies, but I used to read a lot of books. And I was reading Kannada books by S.L. Bhairappa. And that was uh, a gift from your Tata, Gita Prabhu. He introduced me to those books. So I used to read Kannada novels. Do you like living in Seattle now? Is it different from all the other places? It's good. It's good because all my family is here. My daughter is here. My grandsons are here. So I would like to stay with my grandson. Thank you so much for coming on my show. It's my pleasure, Vedan. It's my pleasure. This was very fun. I learned a lot about civil engineering and your uh-huh. experiences. It's a good experience. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on my upcoming episodes, to listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes. Subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant. And don't forget to rate and leave comments.